funky. This is hope funkiness right here. Yeah, yeah, it is money funkiness. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, funkier than normal. A little bit. A little bit. Greetings and salutations out there, sports fans all across the wide and wonderful internet. It's the special Friday college football preview edition for week number seven of the college football God, season. It's by shit, it is. God. It always does. It's almost over. It, That's it why really we love does. college football so damn much. Because it just flies by. Fleeting mistress. Yes, but Michael Shibley with you here, the ace of Tennessee sports podcasting. Yeah, he is. And across the table from me, Mr. Too Hot for TV, Trey Pack. Hey. <laughs> We've got, of course, a load of stuff to talk about. And, of course, as always, we lead off with our beloved Tennessee Vols, <sighs> where it's one of these interesting things. We finally kicked out uh, Chase and Terry, because I know they were wanting to be on the show again. Just to J- just so everyone knows, uh, we I've, I'm in a group message that's outside of like our network group message with, with Chase and Terry. And just know I was out there fighting the good fight, talking that shit, okay, <laughs> for... Like a quarter and a half. I was yep. I was money mower, like sending memes, making edits, like putting him like pictures of him next to Johnny Manziel. Just like, what, wanting to build the uh just wanting to build the statue of him already. You know, yeah, I was I was envisioning him holding up that, that college football playoff championship trophy. <laughs> oh, he's the future boy. I cannot wait. Oh uh, yeah, it's like people were like the statue to uh Maurer will be built at halftime. <laughs> Dude, his his first touchdown pass, I I looked at the TV in, in shock and awe because I forgot what good quarterback play looked like, or just just being able to let the ball rip like that. Right? Oh, he's got a cannon. I and mean, he's he's he really yeah. is good. And you have to also thank the offensive line for blocking long enough because double moves double take move, a long yes. time to do. And Callaway, of course, is going to be playing at the next level. Oh yeah, which right. again was great. And of course, we'll talk more about this game here, of course, as we break it all down because again, Tennessee. Tennessee did, uh, unfortunately, fall to the Georgia Bulldogs, 43-14. to Tennessee did have the 10-14 to lead with about, what, two? Well, they had the lead up till two minutes left in the first half. Yeah. But Georgia then, scores the final 33 points of the game yeah, to no. beat Tennessee by 29. They, but it's, in, it, it, it's interesting because people are looking at this 29-point loss as a step forward. Yeah, it, it just and I'm telling you, it's because of the, that quarter and a half, two quarters, we saw the potential. I mean, if we can – we took the lead on Georgia, not because like, we scored first. I mean, we defense was playing great. Mowers out here slinging the rock. Like in yeah, we everyone in the country knew we were going to lose that game, but nobody thought we were going to be in it for two quarters. No, literally no one. And really, up until the fourth quarter, I mean, at the start of the fourth quarter, we're down fifteen. We're still only down but we're two still moving scores. The ball. We're still able to move the ball. We weren't able to put it in the end zone right. or kick a field goal, but. We were still moving the ball, so you're two scores down. Anything can happen. We had the ball what right around midfield at the start of the fourth quarter, yep. and then things just fell apart right. from and, there. And Georgia covers Georgia's depth just squeezed exactly. the life no, yeah. out of Tennessee, which is what we thought would happen. But when you look at the way the fan bases came out of that game, when you look, of course, Vol Twitter and Georgia Twitter, of course. Compl- you're looking at the funhouse mirror of rationality when it comes to a lot of people, Oh yeah, <laughs> especially on Twitter. But people on Tennessee's Twitter seem to be feeling a lot m- 
better about a 29-point loss than Georgia did about a 29-point win. Of course, because, I mean, and here's the thing, and we love Tennessee, and like Shelly, I've said this a hundred times, me and you are good Tennessee fans. I might get a little crazy with my predictions sometimes, but we're not these idiots out here, you know, calling Paul Feinbaum and doing that kind of thing. No, we're sane Tennessee fans for the most part. As sane as we can be. (laughs) But I'm telling you that – Again, Georgia fans coming into that thought this was going to be a dog walk from, no pun intended, from the beginning to the end. And the fact that, again, our defense, we we didn't stagnate like for the, we have for the past year and a half. If we get down two touchdowns with, with Garantano at quarterback, and every time he came on the field, I wanted to scream and cry and throw things. But just with um, – you know, with you know, we get down two scores with Garantano. It's it's stagnant, and you it's over. There is no coming back from it. But it was very reminiscent of the the you know the Dobbs years of like this dude you know can move it with his legs. He can sling the rock. I mean, it was exciting to see. So I definitely understand why Tennessee fans it, are feeling the way they're feeling. Yeah, it's right. I didn't I didn't like personally when Garantano had to come in because of the the injury and different things like right. that. That people were booing him. It's like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm. Again, I understand why. I get it. Yeah. As Chris Rock always said so emphatically about OJ Simpson, I'm not saying he should have killed her, <laughs> but I understand. <laughs> you know, don't boo a kid. Yeah. Don't boo college yeah. kids, especially your own. You can boo exactly. if you're if it's the other team. Sure, you can do whatever you want, but yeah. don't. He's he loves this program and Pruitt. Loves Garantano, whether he wants to admit it or not. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. you know, we want, you want he's people to kid. succeed. I mean, That's you why you go to college. Kid. You go to college to succeed. So that, that bothered me. But you can see where the future is. And we've talked about this on the show. So you got to play the freshman. You got to play the freshman. It almost seems reminiscent of, I believe it was 2014, the Alabama game where Dobbs came in. Yep. And, I think yeah. that was 2014. Because so, it's somewhere in there. It's an even year, so it was in Neyland Stadium. I think it was because, yeah, because it's it's an odd year and it's in Tuscaloosa this year. Yeah. So I think that's when Dobbs came in and at least made us competitive with Alabama. Right. And then I think right after that we came back and beat South Carolina. Yeah. So things started to come up. It feels very reminiscent of this. What it gives a lot of people hope for is, again, this Mississippi State game is a big game. This is huge. I mean, I hate to, to feel melodramatic about it, but this game feels not necessarily program-defining, but coaching regime-defining. Mm-hmm. If Coach Brewer can come out here and win this game – I mean, that just speaks volumes yeah. uh, to recruits and to you know to the fan base. I mean, we come out and beat Mississippi State every home game the rest of the year. Uh, who's our Who's our garbage game? UAB. Uh, UAB. Maybe not UAB, but like every other. I say I called them the garbage game. Now they're going to kick our ass. They uh, did win their conference last year. Yeah, so we were yeah we're going to lose that one. But I I think you sell out every uh, home game between now and the end of the season. Even you know your cold ones, yep. your Vandy or whatever. Uh, whoever we have at home, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. If you if you can beat this Mississippi State team, it, it gives hope. Mm-hmm. You you take a look at it, and again, and Mississippi State has been up and down. Uh, I mean, they beat the Tar out of Kentucky. Yep. 
they got the tar kicked out of them by Auburn. Mm-hmm. They're on a bye. They, they're coming off a bye week, just like we were coming out of Georgia. Kansas State beat them in Mississippi. Yeah. So, handily. you know, and they've got these quarterbacks. We don't know exactly which quarterback is going to play. Mm-hmm. So you look at all of these things. But, again, they've got their defense. Well, it was the number one ranked defense last year, but when – Auburn put, I think, what, half a hundred on him yeah. two weeks ago. Right. <laughs> so you got, you got to kind of factor that in. But Bob Shoup is their defensive coordinator who was here mm-hmm. when Butch Jones in his last year. And yeah. you know who was really in charge with a lot of that stuff compa- compared to with Shoup and, and Butch Jones, which oh, yeah, was sure. nuts. But I, I used I've, – I've seen it a little bit out there, but – of course, we, again, are big poker players, yep. and this is, I think, a really good poker analogy where Tennessee, to start this season, got dealt due seven offsuit. Yep. Which they, is the, yeah, the worst hand in poker. The, which you, statistically, which you, that's not an opinion. No, statistically, that's statistically, yeah. It's the worst hand you can be dealt. Best hand is pocket aces if you're playing Texas Hold'em, and the worst is due seven offsuit. And... It's it it's the only way you're going to make that hand work is again you're going to have to get help from the flop. Yeah, yeah, the board the board's going to have to help you, and I think that's where Tennessee's at at this point. Yeah, we've still got the do seven offsuit. This Mississippi State game is almost the flop. Yep. At this point, because then you can see if we beat Mississippi State, things are open. Maybe a deuce came yep, on deuce, the flop to yeah, get paired deuce, off. Flops deuce deuce seven. Or you've got a, a a chance at an inside straight where you're still going to need the 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 river the turn in the river to land for you. But at least yeah. you have a shot at it exactly. at that point. No, yeah. So it's a good analogy. Yeah, it, it, it's again, it's just frustrating when you look at if we had been able just to show up against Georgia State and beat BYU, or we wouldn't be praying for a bowl game at this point. Right. Yeah. No, so I think if we we beat Georgia State, beat BYU, um, and then lose every game since then, we're we're going into this Mississippi State game with less hope because I think yeah. Garantano's still starting. I think you know I. I don't. I think this season is going exactly the way it's supposed to. Maybe it, not the way we wanted, but you know, moving forward, I think to get Maurer this early experience in his career is invaluable. I mean, it's it's perfect. And we will see. Now, one of the things they're going to have to keep him upright because he oh, yeah. did get rocked mm-hmm. on that <laughs> on that fumble, boy, and a great block by the referee on that right. one on the way to the end zone. That was just wonderful. And of course, and then Tennessee at the end just could not get the ball in the end zone. I don't know why we didn't try and run it once or twice know, yeah. from down there, which, of course, people who uh, bet on that game had uh, Tennessee at plus 24-25. If yeah. Tennessee had scored there, they would have covered. But yeah. <laughs> that's so that's bad. why I don't bet on Tennessee nah, ever for, for crying out loud. But the big thing, too, is, again, Tennessee did – now, again, Mississippi State is not Georgia. It's not Alabama. Their depth can just – you can just lean – on Tennessee and just wear them down. Yep. But what it's going to come down to a lot with this game, and of course we'll make the pick at the end, Tennessee is going to have to prove to me at this point that mm-hmm. they're going to be able to win football games. Yep. No, because, you're teaching a bunch of young kids how to win. Yeah, right yeah. and they've lost that that for me at, the, at this point. They're going to have to go out there and any of these games that we've got at this point, mm-hmm. Mississippi State, just throw the Alabama game out. But any of the other games that we can be competitive in, Mississippi State, South Carolina, UAB, 
Missouri, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt. And Missouri's looking really good. If Kelly Bryant can stay healthy, right. oh, yeah. I mean, Missouri could be vying with Florida to be the next best team in the SEC East at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The third best team. Yeah, okay, yeah. Second yeah. or third best. I, w- I would. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, because I, I still got Georgia at the top. Georgia's at the top, and then Florida, and then I'd say Missouri's there. Yeah. But, you know, they got a great offensive coordinator. So yeah. They God damn. Why uh, do they get better with, with age? Like, yeah. I, uh, anyway. Okay. We'll 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 talk about <laughs> Dooley. We'll talk about Doolander when we get to the Miss- <laughs> when we get to the Missouri week. My goodness. But you look at all of those games. Those games. I don't think if Tennessee's going to win any of those games, they're not going to blow them out. No. There's not going to be any blowouts. They're going to be close games that they're going to have to learn how to win, and right now I have zero confidence in that. I'll go out on a limb and say we won't be favorited to win another game. Other than UAB, I think UAB and Vanderbilt will be like a three-point favorite. Those are the only ones that the ESPN Football Power Index has us favored to win yeah that's yeah at okay this point. so yeah, yeah. I, was, I was on the money the yeah. percentages and all that fun stuff yeah. so so we, yeah we, we've not said now we come out and beat mississippi state all that things all shift. of that changes yeah. the rest of the year the, the you know the energy going into that everything is a lot maybe not everything but a lot is riding on the saturday oh yeah i mean that just opens up the rest of the season is in front of us after that mississippi state game we'll yeah. just have to see where we land with that Ugh. And of course, it's a noon kickoff at Neyland Stadium. Like so I I hate noon kickoffs when I'm attending games. Yeah, but like I'm just like I get it out of the way. Like like next week a nine o'clock kickoff. <sighs> Look what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I'm gonna watch every other game. But like that's gonna be a long day for everybody, <laughs> especially <sighs> just because Tennessee's probably gonna be a 28 point dog. Yeah, in that that's, game. that's true. <laughs> at least 28 points at nine o'clock. So we got to sit. You got to wait. Yeah, but I'm gonna stay up and watch. Like I'm gonna oh, be. Yeah. I'm gonna be there for it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just terrible. Exactly. Meanwhile, let's take a look at what happened with the rest of, of college football yep. this last week. And of course, we got some big games coming up this week. A lot of rivalry games mm-hmm. and a lot of big other games to break down. But again, you look at stuff. Of course, the big game here in the Southeastern Conference was. Freshman Bo Nix for Auburn really looked like a freshman yeah. playing against Florida down there in the swamp as Auburn goes down to defeat 24-13. to Florida, I think there was, what, seven turnovers total yeah. in that game oh, yeah, no. on both sides. Auburn did everything they could to stay in it on defense, mm-hmm. but... Bo Nix just made a lot of freshman errors, problems. Yeah. And again, you talk about the greatness of like Tua and Trevor Lawrence and a lot of these other great freshman players. There's still a lot of these guys who are not at that elite level yet. That right. could be there. I mean, Bo Nix, you know, maybe even next year or the year yeah, after oh yeah. that, could even be better. But sometimes you need... <laughs> yeah, you need to... they got to marinate. And it's it's the same thing we were talking about a few weeks ago with, with these high school kids yeah. being elite and playing in these camps and going to these bigger schools. There, you know, there's only so many of those, and now there's more, you know, Division One schools now than ever. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and Auburn is a powerhouse, but... You know, Bo Nix, you know, was an elite quarterback in high school. I think he will be an elite quarterback in college. But you know, you don't you don't always get Peyton coming in week five. You know, right. you don't always get Trevor Lawrence. You know, you, those are diamonds in the rough. Even though we're seeing more of them, yeah, um, it's still not the norm. Exactly. And you look at again. Sometimes 
a little more seasoning will do him some good. And, of course, he had never faced a, a defense like Florida had oh, yeah. <laughs> down there in the swamp. Meanwhile, you look, Ohio State is l- firing on all cylinders. As much I as it. I still can't stand Ohio I State at all. I hate them a tad less because Urban Meyer's yep, not there. I'm the same way. Still can't stand them. I don't hate them at as bad all. as Michigan, but still not a fan. But I mean, they blew out Michigan State, thirty-four to ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Michigan and Iowa playing in a. I mean, that, I made a lot of money off betting the under on that game. Yeah, like I, I mean, the under was I think in the forties, and it was ten to three. <laughs> right. Well, you, you know how I feel about Michigan, and, and I called that game completely wrong. I, I watched every play of that game, and was. Very impressed. Michigan really turned it around and is playing better defense. But, again, I hope that they never win another game as long as Harbaugh's there. So those were just some of the interesting things happening. What The best game of the day was that SMU comeback they had against Tulsa. Yeah. They were down 30-9. to First of all, SMU hadn't been ranked, I think, since right before the death penalty. This was the first <laughs> time they'd been in the top 25 since before the death. Watch the Pony Excess 30 for 30. If yeah, you have oh, any yeah. questions about any of that stuff, that's, what a great documentary that one oh, is. Oh, yeah. But they're down 30 to 9 in the fourth quarter, including both of their kick returners on a kickoff forgot to get the ball yeah, and just let the ball rolled into the end zone. It's it like live. A, it was like a little league play. Like, so it's you're going to get No, I'm going to get it. No, you get it. Somebody get the ball. Yeah. And it ended up being another touchdown for Tulsa. But they come all the way back and then win in overtime and yeah. a, a, with a walk-off, which was right. just great to see. Baylor being undefeated and ranked again, which yeah. I thought was really cool after all the stuff with Art Bryles and everything that they yeah. had to do to rebuild their program. They could be a bigger factor in the Big 12 than a lot of people thought. Oh, yeah. For so sure. that's a lot of fun to see. And again, you look at these top programs. Alabama and Clemson were both idle. Yeah. And now we're all back, and it's a big week as always. This is what we love about college football and everything going on in the world, especially once you get into October when these conference battles get in there. Yes, there's been some great non-conference stuff that has happened, but my goodness, these conference rivalry games and everything are just amazing. We've had some non-conference games. I mean, Georgia and Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. for the ages. LSU and Texas. Yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, when you start looking at like, you know, like how Clemson had North Carolina a couple weeks, you know, as we're getting into this, it's so much better. Exactly. So we start, of course, if you're going to start, on this day, you got to start at the noon kickoffs, and what better place to start than the Texas State Fair in the Cotton Bowl oh, yeah. with all the fried food and <laughs> everything that you've got? You've got Oklahoma and Texas. It's oh, going to be on the divided at the fifty-yard line. So good, man, that, that's a great rivalry. It's it one of the really best. Is. The Red it used to be the Red River rivalry, which is hard for everybody to say. Yeah. The Red River Shootout, but you can't. Yeah. Can't talk about guns anymore. anymore. So now you've got it's the Red River Showdown, okay. which is yeah, which, oh yeah. like just and we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party. You can't call it that anymore for <laughs> yeah, Florida so and Georgia. But this is a game that's going into it. You look Oklahoma at ten and a half. I've still got Oklahoma winning this game, but I'm picking Texas to cover mm-hmm. because Oklahoma. I think the last three times they've come into this game undefeated mm-hmm. Texas has beaten them oh really so to me and Texas again has played a tougher opponent in LSU Oklahoma really hasn't played anybody yeah, up to I, that I've, caliber yet I think Oklahoma answers a lot of questions this week but I, I'm a real believer 
uh, in Jalen Hurts. Yes. I, I think Jalen I think that's your Heisman Trophy winner. I really do. That'd um, be three straight in Oklahoma at the quarterback position. Yeah, they just reloaded. Yep. I mean, but, yeah, it, but I think I really think that's your Heisman Trophy winner. I really do. <laughs> if he doesn't win it, that will be my excuse, yeah. is that they wouldn't give it to a guy three years ago. And they around. might not. I mean, you, you could it's weird things. We, Tennessee hey, fans, we, we know about oh, I said crap with Heisman Trophy. didn't win it because of NCC, you know. Oh, uh, Paul, Paul Horning beat out Johnny Majors in 1956. With a, lo- with a losing record. Two and eight. The best thing was they talked about this on that great um, SEC, the Saturdays in the South, the yes. great documentary, where they they talked about that a little bit, where uh, Paul Horning had some radio show. Yep. This was back when Johnny Majors was the coach at Tennessee, and he came in and was talking to Johnny, and he said, Johnny had been you know yeah. asking who should have won the Heisman Trophy in 1956, and he said Jim Brown, yes, <laughs> running exactly. backs at Syracuse, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And Ryan McGee, a great Tennessee alum who works for the SEC Network and ESPN, said when he asked Johnny about that, he's like, I've been waiting 30 years to tell him. (laughs) Jim Brown came in fourth. Which is insane. There was a guy from Oklahoma. I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but he came in third. It's like Jim Brown really came in fourth. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's uh, 1950. What year? 56? Yeah. It took until Ernie Davis a couple of years later. for the. He was the first African-American to win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. No, we'll we'll chalk that one up to things that we don't have enough time on this podcast to talk about. But we got distracted. Oklahoma and Texas. I've got Oklahoma winning... But I've got Texas covering the spread. What's the line? It's ten and a half. I, I so I don't. I, I tell you, I think Oklahoma beats them by two touchdowns. Okay, Jalen Hurts again. Yeah, he's been amazing. Nah, he, that's your. He, he was great when he played at Alabama. It just re- Tua, like you got an anomaly in Tua, yep. and that's the thing with with Hurts too. I think Tua is you know they say the Heisman Trophy goes to the most outstanding football player in college football. If you're giving the way on that merit, I think an offensive lineman would have won it by now. But Tua is that, but yeah. I mean, he Tua has not played a, a four quarter football game. He play, he plays one two a year, yeah. in the playoffs and the championship. That's pretty much it at this point. All right. Speaking of Tua and the Crimson Tide, they've got to go. This is one of their finally maybe a test that they'll actually have. They're heading to Aggie Land to College Station. To play at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. It is a ranked matchup. Texas A&M is at 24. Alabama, of course, jumped over Clemson to number one. As they should. And Alabama is a 17-point favorite. Texas A&M has, besides, of course, the Johnny Manziel year where he yeah. they just he, – that where he won the Heisman Trophy playing that, that game. game. Yeah. You look at Texas A&M has given Alabama some fits. Yep. I, I don't think they're going to win, but if I was betting on this game – I would probably bet on Texas A&M. I might regret yeah, that. I, yes, I'm the right, I would abstain. Um, I, I'm, Alabama's going to win. Yeah. But by seven to it, – it's, it's going to win one way or the other. I think they, uh, A&M either loses by a touchdown or they lose by 40. Yeah. There is, there is no 17-point loss. Or there. And Texas A&M has done this a couple of times. They did this against Clemson where they get a backdoor touchdown and, <laughs> and cover. End up covering, yeah. So <laughs> Which could happen as well. Uh, of course, Clemson – Speaking of Clemson, you would think this would be a big-time matchup. They're playing Florida State. <laughs> and Clemson, when would you think, no matter who who's the home team, and it's it's in Clemson, that they would be a 27-point favorite? Yeah, Florida State, I mean, you know. Yeah. What's, the, what's their running back's name that was considering Tennessee? Oh, I don't remember. This. 
Yes. I know you're listening out there. You should have been an orange. Yeah. <laughs> you should have failed closer to home. Of course, Florida State is three and two, so they do have a little bit. Of course, they still that yeah. Boise State game. They ain't got they money, Mauer though. Yeah, that's true. Another interesting matchup. Of course, you talk about Big Ten stuff. This is a game where it's if you like defensive football, you're going to probably enjoy a game. It's also probably only going to take about two and a half hours. It's going to be <laughs> Michigan State at Wisconsin. Oh, hell, They'll be yeah. jumping around in Madison. The the line that was it's uh, ten and a half, but I think the unders like forty. I don't think this game's going to get out of the thirties. No, really, I would the, take the under. If the if the over under is forty, you go take out a loan, <laughs> sell your car, and take the under. Yep. But I do have Wisconsin winning that one. Taylor is an amazing running back. Nice. I mean, he's ahead of Ron Dane's pace when Dane yeah. won the Heisman a couple of a few. I say a couple. It's been yeah. <laughs> a few years, but yeah. Ron Dane, man, he was something to watch too. He just bulldozed people. That was oh, yeah. amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Wisconsin's offensive line's even not like what it. I mean, it's it's a, incredible, but it's not as incredible as it usually is. Yeah. A lot of that is on Taylor. Yeah. He is that incredible. But they do have, yeah. I mean, I would I would still take whatever Wisconsin's line is to what we've got at Tennessee right now. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not but the would, elite yeah, Wisconsin would, Yeah, I mean, line. like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say Wisconsin's got the best offensive line in college football. Like, in years past, I would have said. Yeah. Baylor, they're getting their first really big test now, they've had a couple of ones, but this one should be interesting. Texas Tech and Baylor. It's it, Baylor. I think it's going to get the Baylor Bears up to 6-0. and Yeah. yeah. What's the It's the another 10-and-a-half line. We've had a lot yeah. of 10-and-a-halves. A lot of well, good games. Good yeah. games this week. Yeah, I, I take Baylor 10-and-a-half there. Yeah. yeah, and if they go, you know, if they move to 6-0, and they're, you know, that buzz is really, you know, believe the hype behind Baylor. Yeah, and again, this is what's great about the Big 12, even though there's only 10 teams, they all play each other. Exactly. And yep. then one of them's going to, they're going to have one rematch in the Big 12 title game. And again, these are going to be conference title implications coming up, especially with Oklahoma and Texas. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the one of my favorite rivalry trophies ever, the Jewel Shillelagh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Irish War Club. You put emeralds in it for Notre Dame wins, you put rubies in it for uh, USC wins. USC, Notre Dame. It's it's in Notre Dame, yeah. and people have already seemed to turn Notre Dame off after that loss to Georgia, where it really wasn't that bad no, of a loss. It was a good game, yeah. And Not Notre that. Dame, they're an 11-point favorite. I would pick Notre Dame and probably take the points. i take the points, yep, absolutely. Unless Clay Helton always seems to be fighting for his job, and he's found – he's almost like Rasputin, the, the, <laughs> the, the crazy Russian – Whatever he was, who just wouldn't die, right, kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Where if he if he beats Notre Dame, he's going to keep his job. Yep, which oh, is yeah. going to be weird. But I don't see that happening. I think Notre Dame is going to put it on USC, and that'll be a good one. Another big game. This one in the Big Ten, and again, championship and division implications big here. Number ten, Penn State traveling to Iowa City to take on the Hawkeyes. The number seventeenth ranked Hawkeyes. Dropped, of course, a couple of spots, losing at Michigan. Yep. But they're at home. It's a night game. Mm-hmm. Kinnick Stadium is a tough place to play Yep. at night when you've got nothing else to do in Iowa. And then, of course, the 
end of the first quarter, that wave, that wave which yeah, I just so love God, everything so about that. Yeah. How could you not like that? It's so it's the most it almost makes you sick. Like, yeah. it's so wholesome, but it's so genuine. Yeah, you how know? Like, bitter are you if you're someone who doesn't, doesn't like wave? that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how bitter are you? Yeah, how bad is your day? Jeez. But again, Penn State's a three point favorite. I think the over under again is right around forty two points. I would probably take the under in yeah. that one. Yeah, I would definitely take the under. I'm gonna pick Penn State because I think they've got a lot to prove. And James Franklin has come out to in the last couple of days and proven man, he would have been a really good coach choice at Tennessee too. I want him. When it comes I don't, to I don't things, think he'll ever leave, but I want him. Because man, th- that video the, not a video, it was that letter that that yeah. Penn, old Penn State alum sent to I forgot the name of the player at Penn State, but he's a guy with dreadlocks and tattoos and talking about cutting his hair and, and the tattoos. And it's like, really, dude? There's been dreadlocks forever, yeah. man. And this guy's question. It was like, I mean, what is he hoping for the return of Joe Paterno? Yeah. I was like, if you bring back the Penn State way with that, that's the same Penn State way that let a child predator. Yeah. You know, rape little boys for decades. So yeah. I don't want. <laughs> if you're Penn State, you don't want to go back to that. Yeah, no. you move forward. Move forward. Yes, that's yeah. perfectly said. And and James Franklin came out. If you can, you can check on uh, Penn State's Twitter. He made a statement. It was about two and a half minutes talking about football bringing people from all different walks of life together, yeah, yeah. both on the field and in the stands, which yeah. is very true. I mean. Around a lot of people that I'm sure I don't agree with politically, but we can all cheer on the big orange all day long. Especially just competing. I mean, I've competed, like, been on teams with or competed against. I mean, literally every you know every type of person you can think of yeah i mean especially growing up and playing up for high school ball in a really small town lots of people are together so i'm fortunate that i got to get out of that and and get to experience playing with you know lots of different folks yep but the big matchup of course it's where game day is going to be and it's going to be a lot of fun is going to be baton rouge Night game in oh, Death wow. Valley, Florida, traveling across the. They just played Auburn. They played yeah. one group of Tigers. Oh, They're yeah. playing another group of Tigers this week. Florida's number seven, LSU number five, both undefeated. LSU still amazing yep. at a four or at a thirteen and a half point favorite. Yep, in I, that one, I'll make a, a a bodacious claim here, Shibley. It didn't matter what team you said there. You said Baton Rouge at night. If you could put the New England Patriots in there, and I think LSU's going to win right now. You've got Joe Burrow is on fire. Yep. You know they played a, a pretty much a warm up game against against Utah State last week. Yeah, oh yeah. Which again, when you look at these teams, Florida again has proven me wrong so far this season i mean they they weren't all the way there that miami game of course was again one that was played a week early yeah and everybody they they hadn't showed a lot of course they barely beat kentucky they actually looked better when trask came in yep and somehow find a found a way to beat kentucky that's what again they're doing what tennessee can't do they find ways to win games Tennessee find ways to lose games they found a way to keep pressure on Auburn I do think a lot of that though was you were at home and Bo Nix decided to become a freshman yep with LSU you've got a senior quarterback you've got just this energy that LSU seems to have right now I I would bet if I was betting on the points I would bet it's going to be about a 10 point game but I've got LSU winning it yeah 
Oh yeah, I don't think you know LSU is going to run away with them, um, but I do think that LSU would. If Joe Burrow's hot, LSU belongs in the playoffs, and I think that they're arguably the best team in the country. Yep. So yeah, I, I take them. I take them two touchdowns against Florida. They're not going to run away with it. Yeah, but that leaves us with the one game that, of course, we care the most about, and that is our beloved Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Mississippi State. It is a noon kickoff. I've mentioned that already on the SEC network. So we're (laughs) not on national TV, which is probably a bonus um, at this point. Right. But SEC network, Mississippi State still a six and a half point favorite. Mm -hmm. Again, I look at this and it's something I said previously here on the podcast. Tennessee is going to have to prove it to me Mm -hmm. at this point. At this point, all these games, probably besides the UAB and Vanderbilt game, I'm most likely going to pick the opposing team, and I'm picking Mississippi State in this one. Right now, I've got it at, I've got Mississippi State 31, Tennessee 27. It's going to be close. You said 31-27. 31-27, but I've got Mississippi State getting a touchdown with about a minute left. Okay. Yeah, I, I hear you there. So here's my thing. Um, I, I I'm there with you. You know, I've been kind of on the same train. I, I you know, if you haven't noticed, I don't I don't think it's in me to pick Tennessee to lose. <laughs> um, so last week was a little ridiculous. I understand, oh, of course, but yeah. it, it, it's just who you know who I am as a human being right I, now. I can't wait till next week with the Alabama. Oh game. yeah, no, it'll, that'll be a fun one. <laughs> um, I think that. Uh, Tennessee's defense, you know, how well they played against Georgia, I think they sustained that. They, they're they making some changes with moving Corvarius Couch from outside to inside. Yep. Out of necessity because yeah. we've had so many middle linebackers Ooh, leave. Yeah. But I think that's where he belongs. Yeah. Don't uh, don't tell a cop that you're going to shoot him. Yeah. Please, don't, don't do that. So, so don't. We'll talk about that some other time. Boy. Anyway, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's where Corvarius Couch belongs. I think we've got the right quarterback. Uh, you know, we got the right captain running the ship right now. Um, I think Tennessee wins 28-20. Okay. Well, we will see. And, of course, hopefully we'll come back and there will be – we will just be doing some happy dancing. It'll be hall- hallelujah funky. Yes, it'll be yeah. some more hallelujah chorus coming in here on the set of Modern Day Gladiators. But that's going to do it for this week. Of course, you guys have got to like, share, subscribe. We need those five-star reviews. Yeah, we do. We're trying to take over the world here at Outlander Media and you guys want to come along with us for the ride. We've got some great stuff coming up. It's going to be amazing. But again, you can help us out wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it be at outlandermedia.net, where you can listen to all the other podcasts, whether it is on Google Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, wherever you listen. Those five-star reviews mean a whole lot. Comments, anything. You want us to get better? Let us know. Oh, yeah. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Michael underscore Shibley, and you can find talk to us on Twitter. Trey. Yeah, at uh, at Trey Pack, T R E P A C K. Real easy to find. So of course, you got to check us out there. And of course, what you also need to do is follow us on social media at Modern Day Gladiators on Instagram and on the Facebook page, where we all make our posts, we make pics, we do all the fun stuff that you have there. Shibley's pick them. That's not a part of Gladiators, but it yeah. should be. Yeah. <laughs> it should be at this point. And of course, we got to thank all of our great sponsors. Of course, Joe Shirt, JoeShirt.com. Yeah. You've, you've got any idea for 
t-shirts, any idea that you've got, and you want to expand that brand and get your company's name out there, Joe Shirt can help you with that. Mm-hmm. 30 years experience over that here in Knoxville. Free delivery here in Knoxville as well. Of course, Joe Shirt Deluxe, you need help with banners or mugs or anything, Joe Shirt can help just expand that brand and make it reekable awesomeness. Oh, yeah. Again, JoeShirt.com. Black Cat Curiosities and Oddities up there in Oneida, Tennessee. They got a lot of great freaky stuff. If you're into freaky oh, stuff, yeah. that's the place to go. Get your witch hunting gear right there. And it is spooky, spooky season. season. <laughs> yeah, it's time for that. And, of course, also uh, it's Outbreak on Main, the haunted house there in Oneida. They run that. Yep, and they've got Zombie Fest. Uh, you know, this this will come out tomorrow, so it'll be this, this Saturday. So yep. if you're listening to this, make plans for Saturday to go out there to Zombie Fest up there in Oneida check all of that out and of course we've got uh, otherworldly coffee good why, why do i dip into that like new york like otherworldly coffee what like where's oh, that yeah. coming from yeah. otherworldly coffee if you want uh cocaine and lit you know liquid delicious form uh otherworldly coffee it's really great i mean i'm not the biggest coffee guy and like I, you know i've said many times uh, if i am drinking coffee i like it you know really blonde uh you know like i like most things but uh, no, I, I had that just, you know, black, no cream, no sugar, no nothing. And it was delicious and smacked me in the face. And I, I'm down for the worldly coffee right now. Absolutely. And of course, you can go to use the code OUTLANDER in all caps. They yeah, told us again caps. that <laughs> OUTLANDER in all caps, you're going to get 20% off your order, which is going to cover 20. even more than taxes and shipping. It's almost a quarter. Yeah, it's it's a fifth, actually, yeah. which is good. Fractions. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love hey, my wife is a math teacher. If I didn't know that, I'd be in a lot of trouble. But of course, again, go to outlandermedia.net where you can check out all the other great podcasts that we've got, including Haffle with Trey and all the other yeah. crazy guys that we have there. I need to sh- show back up and no, yeah, we'll get you back. Cause on, yeah. some problems. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll, we'll have you back on. Uh, listen, coming up, I'll have uh, my roommate Keith on there. Oh, that'll be good. Discussing the fun stuff. Yep, exactly. Gotta. <laughs> If you're wondering what living with me is like, uh, listen to half. Yeah, I'm sure. That's why he drinks now. So, <laughs> but then of course you've got Deadbeat Radio, DLC Respawn, uh, Scared Stupid, Night Demons is coming, oh, yeah. Geeks Inherited the Earth. They've got some great interviews, great interviews on there. Great interviews. So just plenty of stuff. And again, that's all at OutlanderMedia.net where you can listen to all of it. But uh, I think it's time to hit the old dusty trail there, Trey. Let's do it, Bob. Let's until next week and hopefully again. Go Vols. Go Vols. Too sweet. Love you. See you next time.